want to win your fantasy league, you need to get this week right on the waiver wire because it's a very interesting week. Let me explain. There's a lot of potential out there, starting with the rookie running back in Kyron Williams, who missed this past week, but is expected to return soon. And this Rams backfield is completely up for grabs. This is what we saw on Sunday. Three running backs were involved. None of them saw over 41% of the snaps. All of them saw at least 20% of the snaps, which means the Rams really aren't all that sold on Daryl Henderson. Good news for Kyron Williams. The simple translation is there's no clear running back one here. And heading into week one, Adam Schefter pointed out that Kyron Williams was going to be heavily involved, maybe even the RB1 in this offense. So it's rare you can get a guy at this point in the season in a quality offense to be an RB1. And Kyron Williams can pass block. He's elite in that category and he can catch passes. So pick him up and then this next rookie. And that would be the Bills running back James Cook, who you want to go get because for the second straight week, Zach Moss did not see a single snap, meaning they use just two running backs, James Cook being the clear backup running back. And this is meaningful because the backup running back in the league's number three overall offense in Buffalo, yeah, that's important. Cook actually tied a season high playing 25% of the snaps, and this led to on just six touches, putting up 76 total yards. And now after this performance, James Cook's ranks top three amongst every running back in the NFL in yards per touch. That's how effective he is. Imagine if he starts seeing more touches. So you want to add Cook and then this next quarterback. And that's Justin Fields, who's a must add. He's available in 59% of leagues, and he is a top 12 quarterback the rest of the season. You see, heading into this week, he had three straight weeks as basically a top 12 quarterback, and he had back-to-back -back weeks of being a top 10 quarterback. And then he comes into week eight, and he puts up another borderline, this time top five performance with 26 points. So what changed? Well, they changed the entire offense in Chicago. It finally clicked with Chicago that they should actually build an offense around their quarterback, Justin Fields' strengths, which is his ability to run the ball. He's now had 60-plus rushing yards in three straight games, averaging nearly 12 points per game on the ground alone the last three weeks. So you want to add Fields and then this rookie tight end out of Denver and Greg Doltich. After this week's performance of four catches for 87 yards on five targets, he's now finished as a top 12 tight end in all three weeks since becoming a starter. And it's only going to get better because again, he is a rookie. This is as rare as it gets production wise for a rookie tight end. And he's out there just as much as the starters in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton playing 85% of the snaps or so. And the Denver Broncos have the fifth easiest schedule remaining for tight ends, which is going to help Greg Dolchich. So he's a top 10 tight end for the rest of the season, meaning he should definitely not be on waivers. Get him and this next wide receiver. You want to add Rondell Moore, who is coming off of easily his best game of the season. He ends up putting up over 23 fantasy points, sees nine touches with a couple of rushing attempts, goes over 100 yards on eight targets. Now, Rondell Moore has basically seen his career high in snaps increase like every week this year, including this week when he played 99% of the snaps. Yes, that's right. He was out there for all but one snap. And some people were worried with Robbie Anderson joining this team. Well, Robbie Anderson ended up playing just seven snaps in this game, 9% of the total snaps, meaning that Rondell is the clear wide receiver too, still in Arizona. But that's not all because since Rondell has returned from injury, he ranks 12th in big plays generated, your 15 to 20 plus yard plays. So he has upside. And if we look at his target share here heading into this week, he had eight, 10 and two targets. Now he picks up eight targets this week, meaning he has eight or more targets in three of his last four games. He has the ability to make big plays. So if he's going to keep this volume up, yeah, he's going to be a must start every week. So prioritize Rondell Moore on waivers, the number one wide receiver ad this week, and then grab this next wide receiver. And that'll be Terrace Marshall on the Carolina Panthers, second year player out of LSU, who's available in 99% of leagues and just earned a career high nine targets. But that's not all because the second year wide receiver also saw a career high in usage, playing 93% of the snaps. The first time he's ever played over 90% of the snaps in his career and 36 routes run also a career high. And just a reminder, he's a second round pick from last year out of LSU. He scored 23 touchdowns, his final two college seasons. He has a lot of upside. He is an athletic freak. You want to be adding him because his rookie year, he was injured. He was injured this year, but now he's finally healthy and this offense is starting to look like an actual offense. So add the young athletic wide receiver and then grab this next rookie. Go stash the Patriots wide receiver tight
Tyquan Thornton because this past week, Devontae Parker was injured on the first play of the game and had to leave and did not return. This led to Thornton playing a season high and a career high since he's a rookie, 77% of the snaps. But here's what you actually need to know. In this game, Thornton only ended up seeing two targets. Yeah, that's not great, but there's real potential here. And here's why. He just saw by far his most usage of the season and he adds a different dimension to this Patriots offense. And that dimension in one word is speed. He ran a 4-2-8-40, which is top 1% of all time out of any player to test at the combine. So get him and then this next rookie RB. And that's the Steelers running back Jalen Warren, who's available undrafted rookie in 95% of leagues, yet he just saw his most usage of the season. And this usage was him seeing nine touches, but getting 75 yards on just those nine touches. Highly productive. And this isn't all too surprising because Warren ranks top 15 in yards per touch amongst all running backs this year, as opposed to his backfield running back Najee Harris, who ranks 56th in yards per touch. And this past week on five less touches, Warren significantly outgained Najee Harris. The easy translation here, Najee is slowly losing his elite role to Jalen Warren. So get Warren and avoid this next RB. You don't want to be adding Ronnie Rivers in basically any league formats, even deeper leagues. Look, this past week, he saw a season high 12 touches. He played about 36% of the snaps, but the main issue here is that he wasn't efficient and there's still three running backs that were involved this past week. Plus, like we talked about earlier, Kyron Williams is set to return. And if Cam Akers doesn't get traded, he might be back in the fold as the RB3, meaning Rivers won't see any work at all. You see, Rivers' best skill set is being a pass catcher. He actually played five college seasons and had 20 plus receptions in every single season. If you have one season with 20 receptions as a college RB, that's pretty significant. But Kyron Williams is a better pass catcher and they actually spent draft capital on him in the fifth round. So don't add Rivers. And hey, if you're enjoying this content, be sure to hit the subscribe button. But you want to add Khalil Herbert, who is the number one waiver wire ad on the entire week. And look, he's available actually in 51% of leagues right now, which is a major mistake. And here's why. After week six, the Bears head coach, Matt Everflew, said that they were going to go with the hot hand approach in the backfield. And since implementing the hot hand approach the last two weeks, Khalil Herbert is a top 15 fantasy running back, scoring 45% more points than David Montgomery. And I don't think people understand how elite Khalil Herbert has been. He is third in yards per touch this season. So think about like Tony Pollard, how people view him as a great backup. Khalil Herbert is in the exact same scenario here. And now he's seeing more consistent touches. So add Herbert and this second year wide receiver. And that would be Josh Palmer who missed week seven with a concussion, but he's about to walk into a starting role. And here's why. Mike Williams was injured before the bye week in week seven and is expected to miss a couple of games. And in that exact same game, Keenan Allen didn't return in the entire second half. And he's been dealing with a hamstring injury all season. So this means that at least for this week and for the next couple of weeks till Williams returns, Palmer will be a top two wide receiver for the Chargers. And in that exact same role this season, when Keenan Allen was out, Palmer was averaging nearly seven targets per game. So grab him and then this next rookie. And that rookie will be Garrett Wilson, who's actually available in 53% of leagues. And he's coming off of his best game of the season. Wilson put up over 100 yards on just seven targets. And here's why this is exciting. He operated as the wide receiver one this week for the first time this year. Corey Davis was injured in this game and Elijah Moore was benched. He actually only played 10 total snaps. And there's a chance Elijah Moore is traded by the time you're watching this. Maybe it's not, but before the Tuesday trade deadline. Now this is encouraging usage because it was his first big game with Zach Wilson. Because in four games with Zach Wilson, he had totaled in those four games combined 20.6 fantasy points. Not that great. And then this past week alone, he scored 20 and a half fantasy points. So it gives us some encouragement that he can produce with Wilson. So add him and then this Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. And that would be Kadarius Tony, who's available in about 50% of leagues. Now don't expect immediate production, but here's the thing. Tony is likely already a top two wide receiver on this team behind just Juju Smith-Schuster. You see last year as a rookie, he was top five at beating man coverage. So he's getting open at will. And then he was seventh in the NFL earning a target on 29% of his routes run. And that was with Daniel Jones in a Giants offense last year. That wasn't the greatest. Now he's upgrading to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So go get Tony if he's available and then stash this rookie tight end. And that would be Isaiah Likely. Now you want to track the injury of Mark Andrews here. As you can see right here, Mark 
Mark Andrews ended up getting hurt in the Thursday night game, a shoulder injury. He came into that game, I believe, with a knee injury already. So he's really banged up. Maybe he misses a week or a couple of weeks. Now, once Andrews left on Thursday night, likely took over. He ended up scoring nearly 20 fantasy points. As of right now, the number two performer at the tight end position on the week on just seven targets. And this production is somewhat sticky because we've seen likely both in college have a good college career, but now in the preseason in the NFL, he was also great. Just how great you might ask, arguably the best player in the entire preseason. He ran 29 routes and was targeted on 12 of those routes. Targeted on 41% of his routes is what that means, which anything above like 25% in the NFL is great. And in college, he saw 31% of his team's overall production, which is top 10% of all time. This dude is fantastic. Track the news on Andrews here. And then pick up this veteran RB, especially if you're in like a 12-team league. And that would be Latavius Murray, who look, he's not the most exciting running back, but a couple of things are trending in his direction. Mike Boone was recently injured, and for the first time this entire season, the Denver Broncos only used two running backs, Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray, allowing Murray to play a season-high 45% of the snaps. Now, here's what you need to know about Murray and his time with the Broncos. Heading into this game, he was averaging 13 opportunities per game. Now, leaving this game, seeing over 15 touches, he's averaging 13.3 touches per game, seeing nearly 50% of the goal line usage, and he's available in 60% of leagues. He's worth adding right now, especially if something happens to Melvin Gordon. So he's worth adding, but this next backfield, just stay away from it. And that's the Atlanta Falcons backfield where Tyler Algier, the rookie, and Caleb Hunter each saw 16 plus touches this past week, the game that went to overtime. And Algier had a solid day, 17 and a half fantasy points. He ends up finding the end zone on 17 touches, but there's a big issue. Three running backs were still involved in this offense. The game went to overtime, giving Algier more usage. And the big thing, both Damian Williams and Cordell Patterson are going to be due back pretty soon. And these two guys started the year as the top two running backs on the depth chart. Plus the Falcons have the fifth most difficult remaining schedule. So pass on this backfield, but add this next RB. And that would be Chuba Hubbard. Someone we talked about last week and said, hey, he might miss some time. So if he misses time, you know, Deontay Foreman, Raheem Blackshear, guys to pick up. But Hubbard might be returning as soon as this week. And he's available in 55% of leagues and was the clear running back one before injury in week seven. See for yourself. You see, these are the snaps from week seven. Foreman ended up playing four more total snaps. But if you break this down from before Chuba Hubbard got hurt, Hubbard saw 61% of the snaps when Foreman was the clear backup. And Hubbard saw 85% of the passing down snaps, which is important because the Panthers are underdogs in all nine of their remaining games. More passing game usage for Hubbard. And you might be saying, well, what about Deontay Foreman? And yes, this past week, he was fantastic. He had a nice matchup. He ends up finding the end zone three times, puts up 30 plus fantasy points. But the big thing wasn't involved in the passing downs. Raheem Blackshear was on the field, which will be Chuba Hubbard's role moving forward. So you can expect Foreman and Hubbard to probably split carries, but then Hubbard to add in that passing game usage and be valuable. You want to add him. And you also want to add the fantasy cheat sheet, which is my five-step system to help you beat your friends and win your fantasy league. It includes all the key and proven tools that myself and thousands of other people are using weekly in their fantasy leagues. And if you don't win your fantasy league, I will refund the one-time payment of $10. I'll refund it completely 100% to you. So this is risk-free. So you can click the link in the description to get access to the fantasy cheat sheet. Now, you also want to pick up Van Jefferson, who was limited heading into this game. He was going to play about 40 to 45% of the snaps. He ended up playing less than that, playing just 31 snaps in this game. But here's what you need to know. Cooper Cup was injured late in this game. Hopefully he's okay. It seems like an ankle injury. And if he misses time, it will significantly help Van Jefferson. And expect Jefferson to start seeing more snaps, more towards his 2021 role, which saw Jefferson playing over 80% of the snaps, earning over five targets per game and being really effective. Number six wide receiver in the league at scoring fantasy points for his man coverage. So pick him up before he breaks out and get this next RB. And that would be Dontrell Hilliard, who is arguably the best handcuff in all of fantasy football right now. Hilliard ended up producing 95 total yards on just nine touches this past week. He's now scored 10 or more fantasy points in 50% of his games this year. Now, the reason you really want him is he's the clear running back two in Tennessee. If anything happens to Derrick Henry, he'll likely fill in. Henry is approaching 29 years of age. He just had 30 plus touches this past week. The more touches means the more chances of injury. And 
last year he missed over 50 percent of his games which all translates to there's a realistic chance you get at least one start out of Dontrell Hilliard this year Hilliard who was an elite running back just a year ago out of every running back in the NFL he was the most efficient rusher on the ground number one in true yards per carry and the Tennessee Titans have the easiest remaining schedule for fantasy running backs this year which is going to help obviously Derrick Henry but also Hilliard if he sees any starts so go get Hilliard and the rest of these players before your buddies and friends do these are really the only players you're going to want to have on the waivers this week and moving forward you're also going to want to know the players to trade for and trade away and that video will shortly appear right here later in the week